Thank you for joining us on the coaching podcast. As part of the Sin Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planter needs one. Here's your host, Dino Sinesi. Okay, welcome to the Sin Network Church Planter Coaching podcast. And I'm so glad to have Jamie Lamato. Uh, he works for the NAM uh, uh, coaching team. Uh, he may have been in your city, uh, uh, training, developing, encouraging your city with coaching, or Eddie Hancock may have been in your city, especially been out West. Mm-hmm. And Eddie is a pastor of First Southern Baptist Church of Caldwell, Idaho. Uh, Jamie is pastor slash church planter, Aletheia Church in Norfolk. Virginia. And uh, so I'm so glad to have my friends with me today. And I know that uh, there may be a person or two out there that these guys have blessed you. I hope they have like God has used them to bless and encourage me. So today's podcast, we're going to talk about voices in a church planter's world. And uh, so I, I think that it's, it's such an important thing to talk about because oftentimes we have to explain, why do I need a coach? Why do we need to coach this way? Why don't we coach that way? Mm -hmm. And so uh, I want to start with kind of the generic question a little bit, Jamie, with you. Church planter, what are some challenges that you see that church planters face? Well, I think um, particularly with church planters is they don't have this robust system within the church um, their own church to support, to help, to come alongside. And a lot of times they're focusing on uh, lots of different areas, lots of different ministries, even if they have a team, yeah. even if they have a team. And so you have that and then you add the component that they are uh, are seeking to, uh, to push back darkness. And so there's a real spiritual warfare that's going on mm-hmm. within the life of a planter. And, um, and then he's a lot of times has a family. Mm-hmm. So those are the three areas I would say is he has pressures um, that maybe are unique to a planter because of his team, uh, spiritual warfare, and then his family um, mm-hmm. and the support system that doesn't look the same as it looks maybe in an established church. Mm-hmm. Right, right. There's no infrastructure there. Mm-hmm. In fact, the family might be the only support system right. in the early days, right? Mm-hmm. Eddie, you've been around church planters for a lot of years and done some great work. Uh, what do you see as some challenges church planters face? Well, uh, church planters don't lack of people speaking into their lives, whether it's in a personal relationship, do this, do that, you know, or whether it's through their reading, whether it's through blogs, or whether it's through the context that they're in. You know, um, discerning and evaluating what's being said and in order to come up with some action steps or ways to move forward may be the challenge. So there's a whole lot going on in our mind. How does it become something that makes a difference? Yeah. And I think that's that's a challenge that planners have. Mm-hmm. Right, right. This it, is hard work. It, it really is. And, and on top of that challenge, what I've seen is just the multiple demands. Mm-hmm. is incredible on life of a planter. Multiple demands, multiple pressures. Mm-hmm. It's not like a planter only has one thing to do today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I, I do think about First Peter 1.13, uh, where, where God's word uh, challenges to be sober-minded mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes and, and, be, and be girded, uh, uh, girding your minds for action, being ready, being clear. And when there's so many things coming at you, it's mm-hmm. hard to be sober-minded. Uh, what, what I say it's a Southern term, but it's like the dog at a Whistler's convention. There's so many things whistling at a church planter. Mm-hmm. What direction does he go? Mm-hmm. He needs to go to all of them at the same mm-hmm. time. And, so, yeah. and in the middle of that, there's that isolation. We've heard this from planner after planner. I feel like I'm alone here. Mm-hmm. You know, who's who's with me? There's a lot of voices, but who's with me? Yeah. Right. And never, and never has there been a time that there are more voices oh my. in the life of a planter. Talk about some of those voices, because that's a 
great, great segue, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> the, the voices of a church planter. It has. There's never been a better time. I remember speaking to planters and, and caring for planters back in the day, and there was one thing. It was Bob Logan's church planter mm-hmm. toolkit uh-huh. with cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. That was the voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's different now. Talk about the voices. Yeah, I mean, you, from not only their team members, your wife, uh, your children, um, your partners, your financial partners. Um, you're sending church. Uh, but then we move it to the techn- technological level. That mm-hmm. That's why I say there are more voices now than ever because uh, you you are just simply a fingertip away from a podcast of a successful church planter mm-hmm. or successful pastor. Um, and successful, we would put it in air quotes, you know. Right. Um, and so it's perceived success. And so they trust them, uh, respect them, mm-hmm. believe in them. And in some sense, they believe the lie that if they are able to just be them, then they would be successful. Get the same results. Mm-hmm. They'll get the same mm-hmm. results. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then you add on top of that old mediums of books and, and you know, in your case, Dino, maybe scrolls. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking books. It's like, whoa, whoa, we're yeah, back I up. Lost <laughs> just the other day. I hope I could find it. It was a great scroll. Oh, d- yeah. Jamie stole it. I saw him. <laughs> you know, and then you add social media, you know, yeah. social media, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook, all of these things that and and it just keeps moving faster yeah. and the voices keep increasing rather than getting fewer and the number of negative voices is just incredible anymore there's the outside voice you know of the accuser yes you know who accuses us night and the day slanderer but he doesn't have to go far to find a, a rhythm a, a harm a harmonic in me mm-hmm. because I know how how far short I fall. So mm-hmm. he doesn't have to work so hard to accuse me. I can mm-hmm. accuse myself pretty well. Yeah, and we also know you mentioned the social media, which is really the game changer. Mm-hmm. We can do a thousand things right, but do one thing wrong, and it's all over the internet. Oh, absolutely. And we're toast. Well, and, know, so and I always think voices. about probably sometimes the loudest voice for me as a church planner is my own self-talk. Yeah. And so, you know. That's that accusing um, voice. You're yeah, right. absolutely. And so that self-talk um, sometimes is the loudest voice, and I always say it's okay as long as you don't answer back out loud. There you so, go. Yeah, and then yeah. you know, pay attention to those voices that are really important to us. I, I, you know, my wife is absolutely incredible. Yeah, remember one time I'd had enough. You know, and and I came home and I was unhinged. You know, the kids were going one way, my wife was going another way. Well, actually, she didn't go anywhere, and she just listened and just watched. And when I took a breath, actually, when I took two, she says, "Are you done now?" Just about at that level, it's like, oh, now that was a voice I needed to yes. hear. The, it just let all the balloon, mm-hmm. all the air out of my balloon. She, there are the important voices too, the voices that we'll miss if somebody doesn't help us listen to them. Well, and as, as we reset the conversation, I think there's some things that's very important to clarify. First of all, the voices. There's some voices that are incredibly valuable in oh, the life my. of a planter that's speaking in, that's mentoring, that's teaching, that's caring. And some of even those, what we would call back in the day, the contemporary voices, the voices, the people that I don't know, but I could hear what they're saying, mm-hmm. podcasts, books, and, and even people I admire, contemporary mentors that I admire. They're there. This is vitally important mm-hmm. uh, information. We, we need it. Uh, and, and, and it's also important to say that this drive that a church planter has— for more information, 
it's an appropriate drive mm-hmm. most of the time. Yes. It's, I want to reach more people for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to see more life change. I want to make more disciples. Mm-hmm. So so we're not really, those things that get a planter to a certain place is, is not bad, mm-hmm. but they often can be what kills a planter mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, and spiritually when he's constantly disappointed and a little bit confused mm-hmm. because I could take the two best voices in North America and they may strategically contradict. One may say, go multi-campus, and the other might say, go house church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, I, and it's two extremes, but but the reality is there's all kinds of degrees in the thermometer mm-hmm. and, uh, that would say they're here, they're there. So I've got to have a place where I hear yeah. God mm-hmm. and decide what my next step is. Mm-hmm. None of the above might be the answer. So mm-hmm. I, I, we do the voices, and, and I want to tell you a little part of the history, but I want to talk about the history. <laughs> we, do this, we do this exercise in our training. Mm-hmm. Maybe a few of you have seen us do the voices exercise. I, I first saw a picture that was by Steve Cantor, by the way, the sin missionary mm-hmm. in in uh, in New York City, and he was working on some material, working on coaching materials, mm-hmm. and and it's the first time I saw a stick man with bubbles, and mm. he, he did stick man with bubbles, and I went, that's a great idea, voice and bubbles, so, right? Yeah, that right, the voice bubbles, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, voice bubbles around him, this stick man, and he was he was uh, uh, conveying this, and so we started doing a little drawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on the stick man and the bubbles. But, Eddie, uh, you, you took it to a whole new level. Uh, talk about what you did in Pennsylvania. I was there for the first time you weren't there. I saw the birth of the voices exercise. Yeah, yeah we were in, I believe it was Harrisburg. Is that where we were? Uh, Harrisburg or Philadelphia. I can't remember. Well, I think it was, was Harrisburg. It was just before Philly. We did a second there. All right. Um, and we had the stick man on the wall, and we interviewed. We had the planter say, which voices are speaking? Who's speaking in your life? And right. then we just filled in the bubbles. And then we went into another room. And I said, let's have a volunteer, one volunteer, one guy volunteered. I can't remember who it was. Yes. And I said, everybody gather around him and you pick a voice. And then then uh, what's one thing you're working on? He identified that. And they said, okay, from your voice, uh, give them your best advice. And they just went for it. I mean, it was loud. It and was you had raucous. them talking all at one time. Oh, right? all yes, at yeah. one time. It was crazy. So then it's I stopped like it and I said, okay, so yeah. what's one piece of advice that you heard that you can apply to your situation? I couldn't pick out anything. And it struck us in the illustration, that's our lives. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then we did it again. And what I did the second time to illustrate what a coach does is I stepped into the den Mm -hmm. and I got right in the guy's ear and I said, what's really important here? What does God want here? Yes. What will you do? And in just three questions, the guy had steps to move forward. Then I stopped the voices and I said, what was different? Yours was the only voice I could hear. What did I bring into the conversation? What did I add? Nothing but questions. What did you gain? A way forward. It was strong. It was powerful. Yeah, and and Uh the aha is important because uh, as we talk about coaching, uh, sometimes there's a little bit of contention beside, well, is this really a value? Mm -hmm. Well, Coaching is different. It's not better than the other voices. Oh, yes, it's that's different. Right. It has uh-huh. a different role. Mm-hmm. And, I th- and I envision the church planter has so many people speaking into his life. And now we're going to give him a coach. And if this coach is going to speak into his life, we're actually uh, accidentally adding to the chaos. Yeah. Would yes. you agree, Jamie? Oh, absolutely. You know, we just become another voice on the pile of voices mm-hmm. that are speaking in. Um, but but the coach, uh, by asking questions like Eddie talked about in that exercise and in that moment, gets to be an asking voice uh, in the sea of telling voices. Yeah. All of those voices are telling him 
what he thinks he should do, including his own, mm, including that's his right. own voice, yes. you know, <laughs> including the evil one at times, including, you know, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so the, the coach comes alongside and asks clarifying questions to help them hear and see a path forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really don't want to be just another voice in the life of a church planter, and I'm not qualified Mm-hmm. to be just another voice in the life of a church planter. And so so uh, I, I know my role mm-hmm. as a coach, and I believe every planter needs to have that coach. Mm-hmm. We talk about as we train, we want to deliver great coaching to every church planter. How is the coaching moment sacred space for the planter? Mm-hmm. Jamie, how is it a sacred place for you? Mm-hmm. How is it a sacred place for you? Well, I think it's a, a sacred place for me because I get to listen yes. to what God is saying to this person, mm-hmm. specifically if I ask that yes. question. Uh-huh. Yes. You know, I've had the privilege of being able to hear uh, coaching conversations of other people. Yeah, and that's great. it's a worshipful moment for me because it pulls me out of my small little world mm-hmm. where I assume that maybe only God is speaking to me and only mm-hmm. God is working through me and only God is doing something through Aletheia, my church. And I get to hear what God is doing in all of these other places. Mm-hmm. And so the, you can't get any more sacred than that in that mm-hmm. moment is to see God at work and God moving in those places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eddie, what do you think about that sacred moment of coaching for the church planner? How is it different than all the other conversations? Oh, my. I think we just the other day we we're in First John. Yeah, that was yesterday where it says, whoever does the will of God lives forever. And then remember, I stopped on for just left forever off. Whoever does the will of God lives. And what happens when I'm coaching somebody is I'm not in front of them, stopping them or hindering them, but I'm alongside them, listening with them to the voice of the Father and and helping them craft obedience to God. And then when they do it, Oh, I don't know if there's a holier moment. Jesus said that's what we're all about. We're making disciples, which are followers of Jesus Christ. And when I help somebody hear his voice and then craft in their own mind what God is calling them to do and then do it. Isn't that what a disciple is? It's a holy moment. It's Mm -hmm. huge for me. Yes, teaching them to observe all things. Yes, yes. And and not teaching them all things, but teaching them to observe all things. Mm -hmm. That's the coaching moment or the obedience moment. However, we're encouraging disciples and modeling for disciples how to to obey. It's about taking a step forward as God leads. So that's wrapping us up today. Now, the next podcast, we're going to go beyond the basics again, and we're going to talk about establishing clear objectives. Mm. But uh, I think today we've really framed up that a coach is not the superior person. He's not. It's not the more excellent way. Mm-hmm. It's a different voice that gives a planter a place to sort through all the voices, hear mm-hmm. God, and be accountable for action. One thing I heard Steve Ogney, or I read Steve Ogney and Tim Real write in the book Transformational Coaching is that coaches ask questions that no one else is asking. Thank you guys for today. If you would like Thanks, some Tim. free mm-hmm. materials, if you would go to the show notes today, we'll give you a link to the Five Heart Hungers. And the Five Heart Hungers is a coaching tool that you could use with your staff or you could use with a disciple that you're making that gives you an easy path to ask great questions and to be the asking voice. And I would say if you're a church planner in one of our 32 Sin Cities and you are needing a coach, I'd tell you to get in touch with your Sin City missionary and and get you a coach. Mm -hmm. Yes, and he'll do that. Thanks so much. And until the next podcast, keep coaching. You've been listening to The Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more.